Life is made up of seasons and shifts. It's only right that we learn life is supposed to ebb and flow, right? Everyone has their own story, so why is yours no more valid than the next person's? You are listening to Seasons and Shifts with your host, Crystal Saginski, a podcast curated to inspire and create a wholesome space where you can come to feel understood and heard through the vulnerability of storytelling. I hope through listening, you too can feel inspired to live a life that is aligned with your true, authentic self. Hello, my beautiful people. I am really excited for you guys to listen into this podcast today. So I am speaking with Janelle Bridges. She is a mum of two. She's a wife. She is a businesswoman, but more importantly, she is also a psychic medium as well, which was so just inspiring. And it was so phenomenal to chat to her because she's an amazing woman and just the insight that she brings into the spiritual world is really incredible. So I hope you really enjoy this chat. Um, I will also be able to link all her platforms as well so you can jump on over and even maybe get a reading from her as well. So I hope you enjoy it um, and listen away. Firstly, since my podcast is called Seasons and Shifts, I want to ask you what current season are you kind of in at the minute? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, season. So, oh, I don't know how to describe it as a season, but I feel that I feel that I've found my feet, and I feel that I've come back home. If that makes sense. So, yeah. um, I feel that I've always worked around my kids and my family, but I've chosen roles that would fit in with them as much as possible, I guess, maybe. Yeah. But now I've found something that's truly me and I can make that work around them too, if that yeah. makes sense. So yeah. does that answer your question? Yeah. <laughs> so you're just very content with life. I'm super it? content and excited. Yeah, yeah. excited. Cool. All right. So now to get into the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Who is Janelle and how did you get to where you are right now? <laughs> God knows. Do we ever really know who we are? I don't know. <laughs> um. I guess I am, I'm a regular mum. I'm a, I feel like I'm an average person. So I'm not someone who puts myself on a pedestal or um, I'm a hard worker. I, my family is my heart. So they're the most, I'm going to cry. Wow. Two minutes in, I'm going to cry. <laughs> my family is my heart. Obviously I'm emotional. I'm an emotional soul. I wear my heart on my sleeve yeah. and I'm very no BS. So yeah, you know, I tell it like it is. Um, I guess, how I got to where I am now, which is obviously being psychic, is my main thing. And yeah. um, I had something happen three years ago uh, where I had a visit from my uncle who passed. Um, and it was really unexpected, but he had a really important message yeah. to make contact with his daughter, which I did. And I saw, and I won't go into why because that's her story, but I saw why he came to me. It was really important that I made that yeah. contact with her. So that was a massive thing. I was like, I didn't realise I had any abilities or anything like that I realized I was really intuitive but I just thought that I took notice more than others did so um I was like this is cool but I didn't think I was a psychic I was like he he made his way to me you know he chose me that's cool um and then I started seeing psychics and going to shows and just loving it and then I enrolled in a development class because I was like I need two hours me time a week you know (laughs) just to be around this world which is fascinating not to become a psychic and Six months or so in, things started to get crazy, crazy good um, and crazy connections and stuff. So then I was like, wow, this is really fun. I love it. I love it. Um, and then COVID came this year. So it was literally March this year. Um, my husband and I, we run a big events company and that provides our sole income along with his band. Mm-hmm. And that was done. See you later, March 23. You have no business. You have no income. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so that was 
really hard. Yeah. Full on. That was probably the hardest thing I've ever dealt with because I was like, I've worked so hard to be so secure and so independent or we've yeah. worked so hard and it's done. Yeah. <laughs> and now we're like, when are we getting paid? When, what's yeah. happened to our business? You know, um, people were texting me saying, I can get you a job at Coles. And it was just so foreign to me because I was like, no, that's not who I am anymore. I don't think I'm employable. Um, and I just put out there actually on a Facebook group with Girl Code Geelong yeah. saying like, I'm practicing readings. I want to read for free, you know, give me a go. And I don't know why I felt I maybe I'm looking back now, knowing what I know, I was nudged to do that, but yeah. I just had a sporadic idea to do that. And I chose three girls and I read for them just through a photo and just sent it across and almost died <laughs> waiting for their feedback yeah and the feedback was like that was spot on that was incredible yeah. and I went well that felt so good for me to do that you know yeah. um and so I was like well maybe I should take this further um and I advertised I think $20 readings or something on my insta like I'm growing like let me practice on you yeah. and I knew that I needed to get over that boundary of charging for my gifts straight away yeah because I'm the type of person that wants to do everything for everyone for free yeah but then I thought if I'm gonna do this yeah. And I'm good at it and it helps people. Yeah. I know that I need to tackle that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. People value on the money or like, yeah. People bring better energy to the yeah. table too. So, and then I went to bed and I woke up and I set up a little shop. Actually, I think a few things came through and then I converted my website and I paid like 400 bucks to set up a shop online. So, yeah. that was a leap of faith because our business was yeah. dead. Like, we were done. <laughs> um, and I went to bed and I woke up and I had like 29 orders and I was like, oh my God. Um, and since then, it's just gone mental. So yeah. I've done, so that was March and I've done over 350 readings since then. Oh um, and I feel like I've come, as I said before, I feel like I've come home. I feel like it's true. Like I feel so me. I feel yeah. like really authentically me and it just lights me up. So yeah. if I'm having a shit day and I think, how am I going to do a reading? I'm in such a bad mood. Yeah. I'm coming out of that reading feeling fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's just lighting your soul up. It does. It really yeah. does. It just makes me so happy. And yeah. yeah. That's so awesome. It's did cool. you so with your, I guess, abilities, did mm -hmm. you ever have any kind of idea, even when you were a child or early Not on, really. Anything at all that you even thought of it like? Not really. So I've always known if someone's pregnant or and I've like I'd just know. And yeah. I just knew what they were having. Um, but I just thought that that was just cool yeah. whatever you know and yeah. my husband would be like 50 percent chance you know yeah. <laughs> it's not that hard um and but looking back now knowing what I do is so my family's not spiritual so yeah. it's not something that was ever talked about or it wasn't shunned but it was never talked about yeah um but looking back I kind of I've always had a really strong gut feel and I've always known when something's going on with someone so I'd get a random call why don't you call this person yeah and I'd call them and they'd be having a meltdown and I thought oh lucky I had that random thought but really it wasn't a random thought it was yeah. a nudge so yeah. we get these nudges all the time but we don't often pick up that that's yeah. a nudge from the other side yeah. if that makes okay. sense yeah okay yeah and, <laughs> and there's yeah you could just yeah. think oh yeah I just had a random thought so I'm always a random thought person yeah. <laughs> always and I guess I've always operated my businesses from gut feelings rather than logical information yeah. too if that makes sense yeah. so I'd be like yeah that feels right yeah. and my husband's so strategic and so numbers based so he'd be like well the numbers and I'd be like yeah it feels right you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm the very very one good balance kind and of. I've always been a daydreamer and that kind of thing but I never in a million years thought that I had any abilities yeah um my mentor she basically says everyone has the ability we just have to teach it so we just have yeah. to learn to use that muscle, but it comes with trusting yourself too. Yeah. So you have to really be able to back yourself and, and be confident enough to get it wrong because yeah. you're getting information through your brain, but there's nothing to back it up. 
and you yeah. just got to say it. And yeah. some of the stuff that I get is so random and I think, I don't want to say that. And then I say it and I'm like, yeah, I'm glad I said that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, looking back, definitely could pick up things much easier than others. Yeah. But I was so interested in people that I thought I was just watching people and picking up that info rather than because I have clear cognizance, which is just knowing. Yeah. So I just know that's my strongest ability. Mm-hmm. And then I do see things as well, which is clairvoyance, yeah. which is seeing them in my mind. But the way I heard it explained is like if I said to you, picture your kitchen, and then I said to you, what does it look like? You're seeing that in your brain and yeah. you're telling me what it looks like. Yeah. So that's actually clairvoyance. Okay. So we think that people will see someone standing right there. Do you yeah, know what I yeah. mean? Right next to yeah. you. But that's actually not how it works. Yeah. We see that in our mind. Yeah. So looking back, I've always had that, but I wrote that off to like daydreaming as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't something I ever explored. Yeah. Yeah. How did your, so when I guess um, you had kind of come into play and realised and gone, yeah, okay, this is mm-hmm. the thing, how did your partner react? He, um, when I signed up to do the course, so he was like, that's interesting. Yeah. Like, you know, I, yeah. <laughs> that's interesting when all these things were happening. Yeah. He's like, oh yeah, that's pretty cool. So he was kind of open, but like definitely a skeptic. Yeah. Like definitely. <laughs> and then when I started doing the course, it was on a Friday morning yeah. and we were so busy with events, like on the Saturday that it was real, like I'd come out and he'd have blown up my phone. Like what's going on with this event tomorrow? So it was quite a stressful yeah. time to do it. So he was kind of like, why are you doing something? On a Friday morning when we're so busy is yeah. beyond me. And I was like, I need it. It's my time, you know. Yeah. So I don't think he really understood. And I was just doing it for fun. Yeah. It was my time. I was doing it for me. Um, and that's where I had to really set that hard boundary. Like, it's two hours. Deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You've been more organized earlier in the week. Yeah. Um, so he was kind of a little bit annoyed at the start that it was, you know, what am I doing? Yeah. But, you know, supportive. Um, and then I guess as I started to do readings and things, he was like, I feel like you need to do this. Yeah. And I was like, yep. Um, so super supportive. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. I just asked her because I know it's so, like my, I got a reading done like it must be a few months ago. Yeah. And my partner was like, like, there was literally a part of there that related form to him down to a T. Yeah. And I got him to listen to it and he was like, and like, he's just so sceptical of it. And I'm like, and he's like, mm, I don't know. But yeah. yeah. And he so was very similar. Yeah. So I'd have readings done before I started delving into it. Yeah. And he'd be like, well, maybe they looked you up. And I'm like, why would they look me up? Like, I went to a psychic, you know, party for 10 people and it was like $30 tickets. As yeah. if they're going to look up 30 people yeah. just to give some information or 10 people for $30. Like, it's yeah. not worth it. It doesn't, yeah. you know. And he was like, oh, I don't know. Everyone could know that info. But I think when I started doing it, he was like, okay, well, it must be true because he knows how I am. Like, he knows I would never make anything up or um, so he could see straight through me. Um, So I think that made him kind of go, hang on, there's something to this. And now I come in and I can tell him things and he's like, wow. You know, he says, you should go on Instagram and talk about that. That's really interesting. So he's definitely interested now. Mm -hmm. He has no idea how it works. But to be honest, neither do I. Yeah. (laughs) I just know that it does. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, are there any, say, practices or anything that you have to do kind of to connect in? I guess, Not or? really. So my main issue is turning off. Yeah. So I find it quite draining because I pick up what goes on with everyone. So yeah. um, I've always felt and always, and I didn't know why, like if I went to the shops, if I went to a huge shopping plaza, 
I'd be exhausted and I'd be like, what is wrong with me? Why am I so tired here? Um, and I'd be so thirsty. So I couldn't drink enough water and, and things like that. And I had no idea why. And that's because I was picking up on everyone's energy and everyone's crap. So it wasn't like I was looking at them and seeing, you know, their loved ones pass or anything like that, but it was just coming in without me realizing. Um, and so that's exhausting. So I stay, I'm a homebody. (laughs) Our end goal is to find a place in the bush and have our own gym there. And like, I will never leave. (laughs) Um, so it is quite hard being in busy places. Um, for me, it's really hard being, and this is something that's always carried over, is being really intuitive. Um, I can see what someone's, not so what someone's thinking. I don't have that superpower, but I can see your impression of me even if you don't say it. Yeah. Or if I say something that you might not like but it's not enough to have a you conversation about, I'll pick it up in the change of your tiny little expression. Yeah. And that's really quite hard to carry through life because we don't have to know everything that someone doesn't yeah. like about us. Yeah. Um, and I've got a little boy who's so similar and yeah. he has such bad social anxiety because of it because he can just yeah. pick it up. So I feel like that's the hardest part but it's always on. It's yeah. trying to turn it off that I struggle with. Yeah. Yeah. What did you, when you were younger, what mm-hmm. did you think you were going to get into or do? Or I had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. So I've always had no idea. Never been one of those. It was like, I'm going to be this when I'm older. Yeah. Hated school. Left high school in year 10, I think. Just yeah. hated it. So bored. I don't learn by sitting on my butt. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't listen. Yeah. I can't listen. <laughs> yeah. I can listen in a conversation, but I can't listen in a classroom. Yeah. Um, which is why when I went into this development, I was like, oh my God learning yeah when since when have I ever loved being talked at you know um so I tried a few things I went into real estate pretty early on and I loved that but I found that it was just a bit um what's the word I found that it was quite competitive and quite fierce so I loved the people side of things I loved the challenge but I didn't like the cattiness and the kind of competitiveness behind the scenes and being always on like if you don't answer your phone guess what your colleague's going to answer the call and then they're going to make the sale and not you and you miss out on that so did that for a little while um I found I would do two years of a job yeah smash it out love it and then just be like I'm like almost instantly be like I'm so bored yeah yeah (laughs) um and I just I was like what is wrong with me I don't fit yeah working nine to five I found it really draining and um yes I didn't really know what to do um i kind of made a shower decision to become a celebrant so that was probably 11 years ago 12 years ago I was like that makes sense yeah. could do that I like public speaking um I like writing I love marriage I love hearing people's stories about yeah. how they met and all that special stuff so I thought yeah let's do that yeah. <laughs> it was literally I come out of the shower and I said to Dan I'm gonna do that marriage course I'm gonna do that celebrant course yeah. you know and it was quite expensive at the time yeah and I just did it yeah. And then I landed my first wedding without them them even knowing that I've never done a wedding before. And I was like, oh, my God, what do I do? So nervous. Freaked out. Yeah. But for the, by the minute I got there, I went into, okay, I'm the stable one here. They're nervous. Yeah. I'm the one that has to hold it together. And I loved it. Yeah. Loved it. So I did that for seven years, I think, full time yeah. with my two babies because it meant that I could literally just go and do the wedding and come home. Yeah. So I wasn't, it was fun. I yeah. wasn't, it got me dressed up. Yeah. <laughs> it got me out of the house, but it didn't mean that I had to commit to days away from them or anything like yeah. that. Um, and I loved that. It was just when Seb started school, yeah. who's my eldest, that I was like, I don't know about this. Yeah. Working weekends, working nights for appointments and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It didn't work so much anymore. Um, in the same time, or maybe a little bit before, Dan and I had, so Dan plays in a cover band, they played about the same time, about 10 years, yeah. um, every weekend. So that's a passion of his and they get paid to do that. 
and we started a wedding day for a company. And that was literally we just sat down and went, all right, he's like, I want to leave my job. He's working at prison. What can we do? <laughs> I was like, man, I don't know. <laughs> and like, we sat there. We had our little date night. We had a notepad and we're like, right, what links with what I do? What could we leverage that from? Um, what are we good at? Where's the gap? And we went decor. There was only companies coming from Melbourne yeah. to do it and they were charging a 1000 bucks plus for some chairs, you know. Um, so we did that. He built an arch. He'd never built anything before. <laughs> it's still the most popular one. Um, I think we bought 20 chairs and it went crazy. Like yeah. it went crazy. I think we did like 62 bookings in our first wedding season, which wow. is a six-month period. So it exploded. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and it made sense because I was the celebrant. So yeah. I could be like, do you need decor? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I know a guy. Yeah, and it wasn't even in a salesy way. It was just kind of, you know, like it was really organic and yeah. it worked. Um. From there, we added a photo booth. So we went to three functions, like over three weekends, I think, and they all had a photo booth. And we were like, well, Stan, actually, I'll give him the credits. And maybe we should do that. And I was like, mm, whatever, okay, whatever. Um, and we, we bought one on a whim. And yeah. same thing, we started booking it out before it even came. So we yeah. were like, all right, <laughs> we just spent 12 grand on this. That's kind of our profit that we had banked from yeah. the other business, you know. Um, and yeah, we started booking that out and then we accidentally double booked an event. Dan accidentally double booked an event. <laughs> we used to share the admin and that doesn't work. Yeah. So um, we went, well, maybe we just buy another one because we have been turning clients away. Yeah. Um, and so we bought another one and then we bought another one and then all of a sudden that turned into 12 um, wow. and that became our full-time thing. So we sold off the decor company um, and then that's what we were running full-time until COVID. Yeah. So everything kind of evolves. I feel like you just have to jump in. Yeah. And then you work out what you like, like along the way. what you don't like. I loved the decor because I love that artsy yeah, flowers and making that happen and setting up the wedding. But then we found, okay, this is a lot of work, yeah. um, a lot of emails back and forth. And then the photo booth, it was like, you order a photo booth, we drop it off, we pick it up. Yeah. Easy kind of money. Yeah. Um, you know, so yeah. whilst there's lots that goes on behind the scenes, it was everything we've done has kind of been a step up almost in yeah. a step up to making it work smarter not harder yeah um and then but the photo booths honestly just became insanely big insanely busy yeah um and I didn't realize how stressed I was until COVID made me stop yeah yeah so I feel like I got lost somewhere along the way there yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah and so I know you share a lot in regards to on your say Instagram and that mm-hmm. Um, I think you're just very real and authentic yeah. on there, which I think is really special and really important. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, just so admirable these days, I think, because it's a lot of people still are very closed off, I think, to that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, what does mental health kind of mean to you in that sense? Yeah, right. So I've always been super real. I yeah. don't, I can't do fake to save myself. And that's probably one of my downfalls too. Um, but I just find that, you know, even over COVID, I guess it reiterated it to me. And I've always made sure that I was real on there, but when we're not in the real world, we're scrolling down Instagram and we're seeing fake happy families, incredible relationships, ridiculous bodies, ridiculous faces, and we start to go, what's wrong with me? <laughs> what's wrong with my marriage? What's wrong with my asshole children? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. what am I doing? Why we is her house so clean? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, people only posting 
not only the good moments, but the moments that aren't even real. Um, and there's been times over my life, and that impacted my mental health a little bit over COVID because I wasn't seeing realness. Um, there's been times over my life where I've seen a couple fighting, screaming, crying, you know, having the biggest blow up ever. And then the next day, they'll go on Facebook and be like, yesterday was our wedding anniversary. It was so beautiful. I love you so much. Yeah. And I, I just want to vomit because yeah. I'm like, that is not real. Yeah. Like, and you you pretending that that's all sunshine and rainbows yeah that doesn't help anyone yeah um and I feel that helps me too when I share and I just be real and go this is my life this is what I'm dealing with (laughs) so um mental health is massive yeah for us so my husband's been through a period of um huge depression so that was why we wanted to get him out of the prison field as well because obviously it's not a positive environment to be in um but also he's like, I know there's something more, like uh, there's something more to life that I'm not doing. And like, we're not made to just be here, work, have two days off and die essentially. So, um, that was kind of, we needed a shift and he went through a period of a couple of years where he was really unwell. So that was quite scary. Um, but one of the hardest parts for me and him was not talking about that or not knowing who we could talk about that to. Yeah. So it was almost like a secret and I was almost protecting him a little bit because he didn't want anyone to know. Yeah. But then it was like a huge weight on me, a huge weight on him. Yeah. Um, and he's really open with that now. And so am I. I'm like, yep, yeah. I've been there. And if I see anyone post anything about that, I'll be the first person to message them and be like, I've been there. I can, yeah. you know, I just want to send yeah. you strength, you know. Um, I had severe anxiety um, whilst we were operating the photo booth. So um my son has a few like behavioral and learning kind of issues he doesn't fit in a school environment I'm removing the labels so yeah yeah (laughs) um at the moment that's a big push of mine but and that's been really hard yeah really hard and it was only since I started talking about that that lots of people have reached out to me and said hey like my child's the same and you're doing an awesome job and it's not why I post it but I feel like if I can help anyone else go that's me too. Yeah. And I get that. So yeah. even recently I've upped what I'm sharing again. And I thought, am I sharing too much? But the inboxes that I've been getting have been crazy. Like, thank you so much for being real. Yeah. Thank you for showing this side of you. Or yeah. thank you for talking about stuff like this. So yeah. I guess it helps me and it helps others. Yeah. So why not? Yeah. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. That was like even one of my mm-hmm. main drives with this podcast is that, you know, it's like when you, like for me, I know personally when I've listened to a podcast or something, and I hear parts of it in it, like myself in it. I'm like, oh my God, like, yeah, <laughs> it just feels so relieving. Cause like you said, everyone's posting stuff on social media. Mm-hmm. That's the polished version. Yep. And 100%. yeah. And especially like you said, through COVID, not being able to see people. Mm-hmm. And then you're, all you're seeing is that awesome shiny front. Yeah. It's like, fuck, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where do I fit into that? So I love that. Um, into a bit of motherhood, I guess. Yeah. How did you, so what did you find your transition like in regards to, say, your identity? Mm-hmm. Then- so I knew, always knew that I wanted to have babies. Um, and so I loved being a mum. As soon as my little boy was born, I was like, this is the best thing ever. Mm-hmm. And that's all I wanted to be. Like, I was just like, I just want to be his mum. So even doing my businesses, I was like, my identity is his mum, if yeah. that makes sense. And then he started to throw out all this weird behaviour that I never expected that my child would do. Yeah. <laughs> so the phone calls from school, um, you know, the the worries, the stresses and the things going on that I never thought that I would have to deal with as a mum because I did never do that and my mum never had to yeah. deal with that. Um, so then I guess I, my identity took a massive hit because I was like, well, I'm a shit mum because my kid's yeah. doing this, this and this. 
and what else am I, you know? So, um, and I still see that as my number one driver. Like if I can be remembered as anything, I want my kids to remember me as incredible mum. Yeah. That's it. You know, I'm going to cry again. Far out. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's my biggest driver, but I didn't, I think I feel like I lost my identity along the way. So yeah. the celebrant stuff, I loved that. I loved that. I loved going out and being me. It helped me be me because yeah. I could get dressed. Gave you that bit of time. Yeah. <laughs> I could go out and have a chat and be this outgoing person that I am, um, but still come home and do what was important yeah. to me. So that was, but then it was delving into the business as I started to lose my identity because I started to become, to get really kind of caught up in that masculine energy without being too woo-woo or airy-fairy, um, that making shit happen energy yeah. was on all the time. And I kind of had to do that when Dan was unwell because I was like, right, Got to, got to help our family. So I had to kind of pick up the slack a little bit. And that was, that's been really hard to rewind that. Um, but as I say, the psychic side of things and just taking those two hours a week to do something that I love has really helped me realize who I essentially am as a soul, if that makes sense. Again, getting airy fairy and woo woo there, but, um, just bringing that back into yeah. it has really helped. So, and that started with two hours. Me going, I don't care if you crack a shit. I'm having two hours. Yeah. That's my two hours. And I've always had my gym time, and you know, I've yeah. always been able to do things. But for me, it was finding something that I really enjoyed that yeah. had no other um, benefits, or it was literally just else, because I liked yeah. it. It wasn't yeah. to build a business. It wasn't to make more money. It wasn't to be more successful. It was just because I liked it. Yeah. And that I'd like, it shouldn't be so hard for us to take two hours to do something yeah. that we like yeah. that doesn't involve keeping fit or like one yeah. of our non-negotiables. It's just, I like it and yeah. I'm doing it. Yeah. 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 That's perfect. Yeah. I think that's been like one thing that I have had to learn as well from mm-hmm. becoming mum is like, just like you, it's literally like you have to book in that time. You do. And yeah. go, this is me. This is like, I'm doing this. And mm-hmm. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like, it just makes you feel so much better. And you give off that vibe too, I think, like, going back to your kids and your partner and Mm -hmm. everything. And I think that's really special as well by being able to, like, identify that and go, okay, actually, I feel better and I feel more myself Mm -hmm. doing that rather than going, oh, yeah, I'll do it later on. And then, yeah, you don't fill your own cup, I guess. Well, I think we wait until we lose our shit and then we go, I'm going out for two hours, but we've already, like, created this drama at home and we've already had a blow-up. So if we can prevent that and that needs to be by booking it in and being non-negotiable, then I think that really helps. I still lose my shit. (laughs) (laughs) But do you know what I mean? Like, we wait until we're at breaking point before we ask for help or we wait until we're not coping or we just can't do it anymore before we take that time for ourselves. Yeah. But we really should be scheduling it in. Yeah. 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 Um, So how many hours a week are you doing now? Yeah, so I feel like the last couple of weeks I've taken back control. So um, I kind of would – so this is, I guess, in regards to the working side. Yeah. Um, if you ask how many hours a week I'm taking to myself, I'm going to say none. I'm going to be really honest yeah. and take my own advice and slot that in because yeah. <laughs> I'm not. So I'm working and I love what I do. Yeah. So that makes it, you know, I love what I do and I'm, I'm spending a lot of time on development too. Yeah. Um, so I'm spending at least two hours a week developing, like actively yeah. developing in classes um, and then doing some meditations and all that kind of stuff as well to continue to develop. Yeah. Um, but when I look at it, it's all like linked in with my work. Yeah. So I do need to slot in something else. So Switch good question. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that's the check. That's the check. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. It's so easily evolved out of control, doesn't it? We yeah. so easily lose ourselves again in that. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, so you are actually Australia's number one online. Apparently. <laughs> Apparently. Yeah. yeah. And you have just launched a new 
project we have yeah so we've launched a couple of projects so one is psychics nation um which is basically i want to build a collective kind of spiritual hub for lightworkers so rather than for the public for psychics and reiki and healers and stuff like that to come together and get in like quality information i guess because there's so much crap out there um the industry is not regulated at all so anyone can say that they're a psychic and anyone can do that and so of course with that comes people that don't have the right intentions so i feel like the only way to get rid of those is to amplify the voices of the people who do have the right intentions yeah um and educate the public on what they should be expecting from a psychic yeah and how they can help reading skull and stuff like that too so um that's just kind of a collective online I guess, hub of blogs and stuff like yeah. that where people can submit their stories and really talk about why they do what they do yeah. um, and just bring that actual light to the industry rather than the murkiness that kind of goes yeah. on behind the scenes. I mean, I've been scammed by a psychic at the train station in Melbourne, oh. you know. <laughs> yeah. 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 So there's so much crap out there. So we want to really build up yeah. the good stuff. Yeah, because yeah. I had a little look through it and like I noticed you really had heaps of blocks and everything up yeah. there and it was really interesting to read and to Yeah, read. we want to put quality stuff, but different things too. Yeah. Um and you know, the the further you get into it, the more like I'm really lucky. I've built relationships with other psychics and I love them so much. So I can we sit there like on Instagram and like voice memo back and forth yeah. all the time, you know. <laughs> because Dan can only take so much we were in his life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and other people don't get it. So I think it's really important because it's really you're really like opening yourself up when you do a reading so if you ever get bad feedback or um you know there's been times where I'm like I'm exhausted why am I so exhausted what do I need to do and that's how I came across Kale who's in my next project but um you know we just I actually booked a reading with him and we became close pretty quickly and I'll be like why am I so exhausted he's like you're not closing off yeah. So that was a simple thing after a reading instead of saying I'm gonna email you I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do that that means I'm not closing off properly. Yeah. If that makes sense, I'm not closing off my energy, I'm keeping it open. Yeah. And then when I'm going to the next one, I've still got a bit of your energy open and that type of thing as well. So um, it made me feel really exhausted. Yeah. And just little things like that, little tips about how we can look after ourselves or um, is really important. So, but a lot of psychics don't have that. They don't have that, you know, that group of people that they can learn from and bounce back and forth through. So I really want to create that, I guess. Yeah. 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 Um, Is there, so... How did you feel, I guess, going into um, the circles that you're kind of going to or the events? Mm-hmm. Um, what was that like for you kind of finding that community of other people who are really interested? In, yeah, in so um, I guess it's they haven't really come get across anyone like that before, you yeah. know, when I first started. And for some reason I went to a women's circle with North of the Hill, which is Laura. She's amazing. Yeah, um, yeah She's and cool. I was just like, this is heaven. And I think that I was, I just saw it advertised and I was like, yeah, let's, let's go. That sounds yeah. cool. Um, and it was so beautiful, like the meditations and I would leave there walking on air, like for the next two weeks, nothing phased me. Yeah. And then I'd be like turning back to getting <laughs> like, a little bit triggered. Back. <laughs> um, so I found that really beautiful and that was before working in this field as well. So that was just, you know, um, being interested in the the field and loving how it made me feel and learning the meditations and stuff so that was cool to find those people and and not feel like I could I could be too weird for them yeah (laughs) yeah because coming into this field from a professional point of view that was hard so I was quite scared about putting myself out there as a psychic because I've been a businesswoman and I've been a celebrant and that's kind of respectable you know tangible careers so to come out and say I'm psychic now I 
I was quite scared to do that because I didn't want anyone to ever think that I was a scam. Um, I didn't want anyone to ever think that I was dodgy in any way. And I guess that's kind of what hangs around psychics a little bit, like that they're crazy or they're they're weird or whatever. So um, I guess connecting with people who were awesome and had that ability was great for me. Yeah. <laughs> what maybe like into some of what are your favorite readings? Okay, cool. Have you had any? Yeah. Um, so all readings, I'm gonna go blank now, but <laughs> all readings are amazing. Like there's some that are more amazing than others, obviously, yeah. but some are incredible. Um, so I've been doing a lot of phone readings. Yeah. So phone readings, um, my husband's like, hey, like, because he's a strategic man, you know, behind my website. He's like, there's so many searches for phone readings. Would you ever do them? And I was like, no, no. Nah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and he asked me why. And I said, because I feel like there's a dodginess around them because there's these hotlines that you can call and they charge you per minute and they try and keep you on the phone as long as possible. Yeah. And so then I mulled over a little bit and I was like, yeah, I'll do phone readings, but I'll do a set fee so they don't ever go over that. And phone readings have been great because I don't see, I can't see the person. So it's just like roll with it, you know. Um, But I had one on the, we had this beautiful reading and then I said to her, I don't know why I'm seeing like a a necklace with like a a pendant bar on it and it's engraved. So it's a thin gold necklace. It's got a pendant bar across it and that's engraved. It's got a small little diamond. And she went really quiet and I was like, good one. You just like, you know, (laughs) you're wrong. And she's like, oh, my God, I'm wearing it now. And I'm like, no. So it's the little moments like that that blow me yeah. away too if that makes sense um yeah so I love little random things that you couldn't possibly know they yeah. make me super happy that you pick up yeah, and yeah I guess we'll kind of like um solidify yeah like or just yeah give you back to you kind of it's like yeah yeah this is yeah. <laughs> still a thing yeah and so like you get beautiful information but a lot of the time you're getting information that they can validate but you can't so you've got the spirit here and you're telling all of the information and they're like yes 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 and it's beautiful and you can hear that connection in their voice and you can see the connection from spirit but it's not something that you experience as a yes 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 because it's from them and them do you know yeah. what I mean like I'm a vessel but I guess those random things like that those little things they make you go oh my god how do I even know that yeah. and then the person's like how do you know that I'm like I'm being shown that and I find that that's really special because it's showing that spirit so in this case it was her nana can see her now yeah and that's her the spirit's way of saying like I can see you now you're wearing this and I'm going to yeah. show the lady that I see this yeah. if that makes sense yeah yeah and another one this was recent um I love the way that spirit bring their personality to yeah. the reading so um a lot will say look I'm still around I'm in the next room you'll see me again you know that's kind of how they describe yeah. it but I had like this kind of Aussie Brogan guy coming through and he was an uncle and he said um he said I'm still around you and I'm still around you and he goes you know what it's like it's like at the cop shop he's like you know how you got the glass mirror and you can't see through the glass mirror but they can see you through the mirror and I was like because that's what it's like. I'm on the other side this time because he'd been in trouble with the law. And I was like, that is such a cool way of describing it. Like, yeah. yeah. So they can see us clearly, but we can't see anything when we're looking there. So I loved it. Like I was like, that is, I love it. Like that's that so is his way of describing. Because if he had said like, I'm in another realm, I can see you. Yeah. That's not his personality at all. Yeah. So yeah. Have you had like any random kind of hooky spooky things happen after anything at all like not really so like, i don't believe in like bad there's no such thing as bad yeah. spirits there's no such thing as ill-intentioned spirits lots of people will tell you that there is but yeah. my I, from what i see of the spirit world they all come in love so yeah. no um but i have had some things 
things are deepening for me. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of, there's been a few things the last couple of months that have taken my breath away. Yeah. Um, so grand final night, my husband is a crazy Geelong supporter and my family is Richmond. So yeah. um, I, as I said before, see spirits in my mind. I don't see them in person. But I went in my lounge room and I saw my husband's pop sitting on the couch and I, and he's passed away. And yeah. I like walked back to like, and then I looked again and I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. um, so it kind of like stopped me in my tracks a little bit yeah. um and it was funny because he was watching the football he had a radio where he was listening to it and Dan was sitting there and Dan like doesn't enjoy watching grandpa like he hates it but you know it's so yeah. stressful and then so his pop was there with the radio and he was stressed out so they were watching it together but they weren't together yeah. which was cool um and so that happened and then I drove to my brother's house and when I walked in I saw my uncle who's passed away standing behind his daughter with the pack and again, that took my breath away too because I was like, am I finally losing it? Like, am I losing yeah. it now? Like, does this actually happen? And I rang my mentor. She's like, things are deepening for you. Um, and that was just obviously it was a, such a special occasion, which sounds ridiculous as a grand final, but yeah. for our families that was really important to these two men. Yeah. Um, so they'd come through. Another thing that blew my mind recently, um, and I still don't know how to explain it, <laughs> is I did a spirit guide meditation. Yeah. Um, through my friend Kale. And I've met my spirit guides before, but I hadn't met this one. And she came through, she was beautiful and we connected and um, I asked her name and she said, Vera Mary. I was like, cool. Um, but then I was kind of like, well, what's your name? Is it Vera or Mary? Like, what is it? And I was getting frustrated with myself that I couldn't get a first name and names are tricky. Um, and then in the meditation, he said, ask her first name. So I said, what's your first name? She said, Vera. I was like, sweet, cool. Anyway, left it at that I was like that's a beautiful meditation that was so lovely because she was saying just love like just come from a place of love all the time and that was really nice I get caught up and I try and be the disciplinary or the tough person because it's not me you know but I think yeah. I should be sometimes um and then I went for a run the next day and I thought I'm gonna google Vera Mary I feel drawn to googling that why would she give me those two names because nothing is ever an accident or a coincidence with the spirit world. They're way cleverer than we are. Yeah. Um, and so I Googled it and I came up with a picture of a lady who's quite famous as a novelist. And um, I was like, that's her. Wow, crazy. Um, but then I remembered that I'd had some drawings done from Etsy of my spirit guide six months before. And I thought, I feel like that lady is that lady because the one that I'd seen, it didn't do anything for me when I yeah. saw it. I was like, cool, yeah. you know. And I pulled them both up and it was the same woman, same nose, same jaw, same everything. And I was like... Okay, it's getting weird now. Yeah. <laughs> but I loved it. I was like, that's strong confirmation. Um, and then I started researching this woman. I've ordered her life story and stuff like that. And I saw a picture of her fiancé who died in the war, um, you know, years and years ago. It was like 20 years old. And it took my breath away because it looked exactly like my brother. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, like I kind of just closed my computer. Like I don't get freaked out, yeah. but I was like, uh, I closed the computer and I was like, I, I don't know how to deal with this. Yeah. I don't know what it means because in the spirit world, everything has, you know, I'm like, oh, your oh, dad, your nana, everything makes sense. But I was like, this doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. <laughs> and I closed it and then I reopened it and then I sent him a photo and he's like, is that me? Like, why does that look like me? I'm like, <laughs> and, then I, and then I sent it on Snapchat to a few people yeah. without saying why. And they're all like, that looks like your brother. Why does that look like your brother? And then I just kind of, and I, I wasn't even going to share it on my Insta and I share all things like that on my Insta because I was like, this is too weird and yeah. I don't know what it means. And then my brother's like, what does it mean? Like, are we related to them? Is that like me in a past life? Like, what is it? I'm like, I don't know. I yeah. don't know, but I just know that there is so much more to this whole thing than, we than even I know about. So, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Does everyone have like their own, just like one spirit guide with them? Or? We have a team. Yeah. yeah. So we have a team. So we have loved ones past. So that's not all of them, but some of them will attach to you. Yeah. Um, and then we have like, we can have higher beings. So highly ascended kind of masters at what they do. So um, this lady, I don't know why she's attached to me, but when I look at everything that she stands for, I'm like, yes, that's me. <laughs> and that's everything I aspire to be. Um, so I kind of see that. So this, I don't really know why people kind of choose who they choose, but they say we can have around five at any given time yeah. and they'll step forward at different times of our life. So yeah. um, if I need this, you know, she's quite a boss feminist woman. If I need her to pop through, then she's going to be with me as I need to ride some changes and make some waves. And yeah. Um, yeah, so generally we have a family member or two and then we'll have other kind of people in there as well. Yeah. yeah. So they can be completely. Yeah. So I know that I have another one who is like, um, what's the word? He's like this huge Viking type man. Um, which is cool. Oh. I love that because I'm such a girl power person. I was like, oh, I like that I have this strong man behind me too. Yeah. Um, and I've done a trance meditation where he's come through and he kind of like lifted my, my chin and held my shoulders back and he put his arm around me and showed me like we walked down the stairs and I was joined by my family members past and dads and people I didn't know but I just knew that they were from that family. Yeah. And he was like, you rest, you rest now, we've got you. And that was incredible because I was so on. That's when yeah. my anxiety was massive because I felt like I had to be defending my child at school and always on call and always making the money and just on 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 yeah. um so it's like he steps through when I need that masculine energy to take over mine and just be like I've got you yeah. um so he's really cool I had a friend draw him and it's incredible the yeah. picture I was like that is him yeah um she's a psychic with the ability to draw I don't have the ability to draw <laughs> I'd love to but they'll look like potatoes so <laughs> Do you like obviously when say you do a reading or so mm -hmm. are you just seeing kind of I guess obviously see people or like their loved ones or anything come forward and like yeah is it usually that they have a message or yeah so basically what I do is I open my and this is how I explain it to a client as well I say I open the floor um, and I ask whoever needs whoever feels that they need to step through to step through um, and what I do is I set an intention beforehand uh, to meet my client's highest need. Um, so sometimes they might be coming to me to ask when they're going to find the man of their dreams, but that's not their highest need. They just think it is. Yeah. Um, and spirit will come through and give them a message and then give them more clarity about something else that will make them kind of go, yeah, that's exactly what I need. Yeah. Um, so I kind of open the floor and ask whoever to come through. Generally two will come through within a reading. Um, and yeah, they'll generally bring a message as well. Like, and it's, you know, it's generally just like, I'm so proud of you and I love, I can see what you're yeah. doing with your career and they'll give something to show that they can see right now. Yeah. Um, or they'll touch on your highest needs so for instance if you were struggling being a mom and you're thinking I'm a terrible mom and I'm just getting it all wrong they see that and they'll be like I just want to tell you that yeah. you're an amazing mom and then the tears start and then I start crying too <laughs> <laughs> because we want to touch on that highest need and we want to hear it from someone wiser than yeah. our best friend who's yeah. always going to tell us that we're doing a good job yeah. you know unless they're mine because mine's so kind of dry. <laughs> love him <laughs> um but then I allow that and I let them know as well that in the last 10 minutes I will ask them have I got through what you know is there anything else yeah. that you need help with and then they'll ask a question and we'll try and answer that as well yeah um but I guess we can't control what comes through and we can't yeah. control who comes through yeah. so it's tough when someone comes and just wants to connect with their mum because we might not be able to do that um and it also means that if someone else comes through first the kind of disregarding of that information because they're so desperate to see mum, if yeah. that makes sense. So that can make it hard as well. Yeah. So it's important to be super open-minded about who's going to come through and what they're going to say. Yeah. Yeah. So can you, like in saying that then, can you particularly see things come up for yourself or like, 
Yeah. Yeah. How does it relate to you in your own life? Yes. So I guess I can always come back to self in a meditation and get clarity on something. Um, I don't do it as often as I should. That was one of the ways that my, um, my abilities kind of came through was I'd been to these psychic parties. So um, this lady would have 10 people and she'd do mini readings for all of them. But she said that um, you can ask your guides questions. You just have to quiet your mind and, and put it out there and see what comes back through. And I was like, okay, I'll try it. It took me a while and Dan was playing and I had candles and stuff. Kids were in bed. And I said, what do I do? Like how, like, what do I do with this child? How do, because I was getting conflicting messages that went against my gut feeling that I needed to discipline more. Or I needed to do this and I need to do that. So like, do I need to medicate? Do I need to discipline more? What do I need to do? Am I getting it totally wrong? Do I need to be full yeah. tough love? You know, and I closed my eyes and I just heard the words love, advocate and believe in. And they just repeated over and over and over. And I was like, thank you. Yeah. You know, so that was a combination of my gut and also that message from my guides. And it was incredibly powerful. Like I remember just stopping and then like messaging my friend and being like, oh, my God, this just happened. You yeah. know? And I told my mom and she was like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's helped me because that's my parenting philosophy now and it fits right. So when I do go back to it, it's easy to pick up things. I don't see things in my own future. Yeah. Um, and future future telling is tough because we basically are we're operating at a frequency and we're manifesting that frequency if that makes sense yeah. but we can change that at any time yeah so we still have free will kind of to be able we to still have free will so i'll have people say come to me and say i've met this man i really like him is he, are we going to be together for the rest of my life and i can say i can see that your souls are really connected like this is a great relationship for you but that's going to depend on what you put in and what he puts in every day for the rest of your life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's not as simple yeah. as saying that's your person, you're going to be with yeah. them forever. Marriage is hard. Yeah. <laughs> Dan and I have been together 20 years. Like marriage is wow. difficult, yeah. um, you know, and if we both didn't put in, then regardless if yeah. we're meant to be together, it's not going to work. Yeah. 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 You go through the ebbs and flows and yeah and I think that's what I bring as well is um practicality yeah you know some questions are practical questions and you shouldn't be looking to the spiritual world for guidance on them (laughs) you know what I mean so um but I try and bring some spiritual guidance to that practicality as well yeah um but I'm very much you know I'm a go-getter but now I infuse that with some magic and manifestation too um whereas some people get stuck in the go-getting or they get stuck in just manifesting and you know thinking they don't have to do anything yeah it's you've got to mix up the two yeah yeah what is um, your view around manifesting in that sense? So I'm doing a manifestation challenge at the moment yeah. um, and it's quite hard for me because I'm really not Murray money orientated at all. Like yep. I, I just want freedom. That's yep. my, and that's the only reason I've ever run a business is so that I don't have to work for someone else or yep. I don't have to stress about bills. I'm not a money person. Um, but I'm doing a manifestation challenge that talks a lot about money yep. and it's been very uncomfortable for me, which means that I need to work through it. It means yep. I've got things to work through. Um, but I have seen how I've manifested a lot in my life, yep. good and bad. Yep. Um, so basically whatever we're thinking about, that's what we're getting. <laughs> so if, we're, if we think you there, sit there thinking, Oh, I hope I have enough money to pay that bill. You know, I hope I don't. I hope my bank doesn't decline. The universe just kind of hears like bank decline. You don't want much money. You know, so um, and that's I guess a very simple way of explaining it. We what we put out there is what we're going to get. So if we sit here and worry about being single for the rest of our life, the universe hears you want to be single for the rest (laughs) of your life, and you're going to be single for the rest of your life. So um, it's really about believing and getting into that positive mindset all the time Mm -hmm. and being careful what we manifest. I feel we need to be um we need to be clearer and we need to be more um hmm what is the word we need to be more kind of just conscious of what we're putting out there yeah yeah 
What's one of your biggest messages that you're passionate about sharing at this point in time? Um, I just feel like you you have the capacity to create the life the life that you want that you're happy with. So I've recreated mine a lot um, in ways that suit me you know so from being a celebrant and working weekends while I had babies to realizing I'm not working weekends anymore what can I do and just kind of moving forward and recreating how I want I never thought that I'd be a psychic let alone a full-time yeah. psychic I always thought that I was kind of tied to this photo business now and now I've said to Dan like sorry you're gonna have to find a new admin lady yeah. <laughs> it wasn't lighting me up it was actually really draining me yeah. um so you can continue to chop and change you don't have to stick to one path if that makes sense yeah. um for me I didn't want to come out as a psychic because I'd been a celebrant and I'd been a decor person and then I'd been a photo booth owner why am I being a psychic now yeah. can I do that of course you can fucking do that you can do whatever yeah. you want you know what I mean and you can really you don't have to do a nine to five you can create a life that one of my friends says you can create an origami life and I love that because you really can. You yeah. can create whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. I love the sound of that because I am so like that. Yeah. I'm always like changing or I'll do something to like thing. I'm like, yeah, this is it. And then yeah. I'm like, actually, you know what? Maybe mm-hmm. let's try this yeah. and move on to the next thing. But in saying all that as well, like going through all those things teaches you a lesson in every single yeah. thing either way. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's really, I think, worthwhile. With um your runs every morning mm-hmm. yeah I always love seeing them because yeah. <laughs> I remember I messaged you and yeah. I'd seen you doing it for ages and I used to like get up earlier in the mornings when Gabe was a bit younger but yeah. then when we moved into his house he was like just not in a routine for a while so it was too hard it's like okay back then <laughs> yeah but what like yeah so I guess is that a habit that you implement yourself or yeah. Yeah, so um, I find I'm a morning person. So I've been sick the last couple of days. I've been sleeping in and I don't feel myself. But um, before that, I'd been pushing and getting up earlier and earlier because I love the morning and I love to achieve things before the day starts. So um, our little man just goes to school from 11 till 12 at the moment. is in a transition period. So we really don't get any alone time. Yeah. Um, so that morning is my time to be okay with the day. And I find that if I tick it off in the morning, I can relax for the rest of the day. Yeah. Um, I started running on a whim probably a year ago, um, I was it started to rain and I was walking somewhere and I started running and I was like, oh, that felt good. Let's run. And then I ran like the next corner and I was like, oh my God, I'm dead. Like I'm dying. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I thought, you know what, I'm just going to learn to run. You know, I think that'll be good for me. Um, and I did the couch to 5k up. So yeah. it was interval running and I learned to run and it was cool because I was like, I've never been a runner. I never thought that I could run. Um, and loved it loved the freedom of mind that it brings. Yeah. um so it's almost like an exercising meditation you know it just clears your mind so yeah. much so I just became addicted to it yeah. um then I tried to stop and then I, my anxiety would come back and my husband would say go for a run you're being a bitch <laughs> <laughs> and it just happened so yeah. now I'd run less I got a bit sick of it over COVID because yeah. you can't change it up with anything else yeah. um but I still yeah love it and still make sure I get up generally about quarter past five yeah um go for a run do some journaling, do some, I do three things I'm grateful for every day yeah. and I ask the universe for assistance with something. So yeah. whether that's just being a better mum, <laughs> being calmer or more patient or something more tangible. Yeah. And then I generally would do like an email reading or something and then come inside before cooking breakfast and stuff for the kids. So That, was perfect. that literally led into my last yes. question of being like, do you have any practices or routines kind yeah. of? Um, perfect. And so if you could say something to yourself, mm-hmm say 10 years ago, Mm -hmm. what would your advice be? Wow, that's a good one. Um, I think just 
don't care about what other people think. Yeah. I feel like I spent a lot of time because I could tell what people thought as well. Mm -hmm. So I felt I spent a lot of time worrying about what people thought Um, and I could pick up on things. So that made it harder, but I would really just love, and I don't care anymore. I'm just like, meh, whatever. I don't care. (laughs) Live my life. See how you go, you know? Um, But I wish more, and my son's nine, so that ties up really well, but I wish that I had that self-assurance before then that I was doing a great job yeah. um, so that I could have handled situations a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's life in general. You it learn is. along the you way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All the challenges and everything. Okay. Well, thank you so much no for being on here with me today. It was really good to get a bit more of an insight into your world. Thank you. Thanks for and having me. That's all right.